This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to the Kind of Funny Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Yetis. Let Tim host. He's not on camera, but I assure you he's here. He's the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globetrotting headshot nitro rifle from twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. Greg, you were muted for approximately 0.4 seconds of that intro. Can you just say what's up, maybe er, like the first syllable of everybody? And sure. Can, are I you going to go back in. and are you okay? You're going to fill it in, or is it just that? Because I think well, the show's already rolling. Yeah. So it might as well be, it can kind of be a do it yourself project. Like when you get the cereal box and there's a maze on the back, if people are upset by missing the what's up, they can go put it in the front, right? Okay. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Here we go then. Three, two, one. What's up, at? Now you go. You clip that out, ladies and gentlemen. You put that on the front. You got yourself a show right there. Mm-hmm. You That's got a free show interactive experience here. You know what? I mean, I, what have we said from day one? We're not building this for you. We're building this with you, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind of funny mantra. So, so do meet some me work. halfway, you fucking ghouls, and do what I ask you to do and make the intro have sound. All right? God damn it! Also joining us, returning to the podcast. You know him as Huey from the Boys. It's Jack Quaid. Hello, Jack. Let Tim host. How's everyone doing? So good, so good. I never got to do a show with you. This is my first time. I had to miss really? last round. You're so totally right. This is amazing. Up for oh my I'm god! So excited. Good to be well, here. Thanks for coming back. We're pretty sure the boys had gotten so big, you were just never going to come back. That you would have learned that you don't need us anymore. I was like, I'm over the kind of funny boys. I have my <laughs> boys. <laughs> no, of course not. You guys. Uh, I feel like the last time I was on. I was in the middle of shooting season three, and I was having like a very hectic day around actually coming on the show. And I think I think like a friend of mine had to like drop off a shirt for me or something in the middle of the bro. Just no, none of that is happening today. I don't have no hard outs. I'm good to be here. Let's chat. It was honestly one of my favorite kind of funny podcast moments because what it was is your friend had to come and give you a power cord. We were your your computer had no power cord, so we were working against time. Right, my computer was like about to die. Oh, this is way less stressful. Are you kidding? I'm so happy right now. The hard out, yeah, the hard out was involuntary at that point. <laughs> we have to get in as much banter as humanly possible before my computer dies. So how's it going? How's it? How's it feel to be to- on top of the world these days? It's, uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I wake up every day saying that exact sentence. I'm on top of the world. Uh, um, hell yeah. No, it's just been really cool to, I mean, the show is doing really well and that's really cool, but I think it's just, I don't know when, when I'm in a position like this and I feel so lucky to be in a position like this, I flash back to the days where we were first starting the boys and, um, we all just kind of didn't know exactly what it would be. Um, we, we knew it no matter what we knew it was going to be a big swing. Uh, and I knew, we knew that we liked it, but we didn't know that like people would, or, you know, I, I think that people initially thought we were just like the superhero show with swear words in it. And now I feel like we're building this, um, 
I don't know, this fan base. And it's just, we're all so, we all feel so honored about it. You know, it's like to go from what we were, we're, we're just, we were just figuring out the show and figuring out what it was going to be to now. And just to see how the audience has, has, you know, crept up and worked through word of mouth. It's, it's just been so, so rewarding and so cool and something that we never really thought could happen in our wildest dreams. So we want to thank all the fans. Like that is just so, so cool. We're all very, very grateful. One of the things Tim dropped on the most recent uh, Boys in Review screencast was how, and I hadn't thought about it, but how, not unexpectedly, but how easily and how great you guys have been at establishing your own universe where things just make sense now. I remember Boys Season 1, even being a comic book fan, like I was, you're thrown into the deep end. There's a lot to yeah. learn. There's a lot to figure out. Why is this guy called Mother's Milk? And like all these other things that go yeah. on like that, right? But now yeah. to have it be where you can have the animated series, right? That is, are all these one-offs mm-hmm. with the exception of Homelander's Tale, your stuff, any other spinoff. And then the things they just mention or pepper in now throughout episodes, you're able to pick up on, I think, so easily. Yeah, it's been really cool that the audience is... The coolest part about it for me is that the audience is, like, in on the joke of the show, which is, like, I think all the marketing of the show is very much like you're existing in that world, right? So it's cool when, like, the audience sees, you know, a a poster of, like, Homelander or A-Train, and they know that those people are so fucked up, but... But the but the ad is like you know promoting them like they're these gods and it's sure. cool that the audience is in on the joke with the show and I think that that's so I don't know it's just so awesome because I've always dreamed about being in like a superhero franchise thing and then to have the show that was supposed to be like the you know middle finger to the establishment become something in and of itself has just been so cool to to watch and see. I mean it's. It's been insane to go from season one that I think caught so many people off guard. I'd never read the comic, but I know Greg and Kevin were like super into it uh, going into the the show coming out. And when I first saw the trailer with the Spice Girls song, it was like, what yeah. is this? This is about to be awesome. And then I remember when season one dropped, like all of us that weekend were just like, whoa, y'all need yeah. to watch this show. Like there's something special here. Could not wait for season two anymore. When it came out, we were just so stoked week to week. And now we're at with season three. It's like, Real talk, this show is becoming one of my favorite things, period, of all time. Thank and, you. That means the world. You know, actually, can I nerd out on you guys for a second? Please. I think I found out that, the sh- that people like the show through you guys. I remember, <laughs> being, I remember we were in the middle of shooting season two, and I don't usually like look at like reactions to things that I do just because it's, it's just a pressure cooker and it gives you so much anxiety. But I knew you guys, and I'm like, okay, I know, I know Greg and the, and, and the dudes, and you guys had a really great first response to that first season. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is something. I, I found out through the Kind of Funny podcast, so thank you for being fans of the show. That is, We, so we cool. made it. We put it on the map. We're not afraid. <laughs> yeah, you guys were the ones really, really putting it out there. But, like, every time someone talked about it in a positive light, like that, especially in the beginning, like, that really helped us. I think, I think that word of mouth really helped us, especially in the beginning. So here we are, though, at season three, we're a little over halfway done, and this season has just been absolutely insane for any metric, but I think quality being the one I care about most here, like, this is, I think, easily been the best season, and that is saying a lot because season one and two were so good, but like, we have a couple episodes left, and all of us are just, like, on bated breath, like, how can they outdo what just happened with the Herogasm episode, but, like, are you guys feeling it with this season? Like, does this feel like the biggest thing ever? I feel like every season it's felt bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I think season two, there was a big jump in how 
how we felt, I think. Well, how, how we viewed the audience responding to it. Because I think with season two, it was like, I think we were like, at that time, one of the only things on TV. Um, and we were like, I don't know, everyone was trapped in their houses. So like everyone was watching us. And that felt very, um, that felt very interesting. It was like, oh, okay. There's a lot of attention on the show all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, suddenly you went from under the radar to being like, captive entertainment <laughs> yeah yeah and so i think i knew going into this season that uh there'd be more eyeballs on us and it's just been cool i i don't know like everyone is so like i said before like everyone is so grateful that that people are giving it eyeballs like seriously and yeah we do i feel personally that it's my favorite season that we've ever done i think that every character goes to a place that you don't expect them to go like when i found out that i was gonna like Spoilers, I guess, for the show. If you have, if you're not completely caught up, they should have been caught up. Spoiler alert! Spoiler, everybody. When I found out that I was going to get powers, um, I was like so fucking excited. Like I don't know, just as a nerd, totally. Yeah, and Nightcrawler being one of my favorite superheroes ever too. Like to have a teleportation power, I don't even care that I have to get naked for it. It's awesome. Like that's just (laughs) so fun that I get to do that, and I love like I'm just speaking from my own perspective. Like I just love that. Kiwi this season is going places where, like, he's not entirely likable. He's dealing with, like, almost like a toxic masculinity. But, like, every character this season, I think, goes to a place where you don't expect them to go. And I think it's it's really fun now that now that the audience is very much entrenched in this world and knows what it is. Now we get to play around with it and have a really good time. And I think we're doing that with this season. Well, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, it, it makes all the characters three-dimensional, which has been yeah. one of the things we've talked about on the shows before when we, when we review them, right? The fact that there is no plot line that's wasted. It's not like they yeah. cut away from you to go focus on what Starlight's doing or focus on what the Deep is doing. We're like, oh, okay, well, this is something I don't care about. Like each and every one of them, I think we care about and it's very special. But Thank you, you mentioned your teleportation powers. You mentioned getting naked. Yeah. When we were saying, yeah. hey, you know, Jack's on the show next week, Nick immediately was like, ah, oh, I really want to make that show. And he couldn't make the show. But he was like, ah, oh, I really want to make that show. I want to ask him about his keister. And so Nick is in here. But to channel his question, I would imagine it would be something along the lines of, you're reading the script. They tell you you're going to get powers. You're going to be naked for it. Are mm-hmm. you immediately into the gym trying to like get yeah. to some kind of shape? Or are you just, are you yeah. just happy with what you are? No, I, I, I definitely, I was just, my goal was not trying to, cause I don't think Huey, it'd be weird if all of a sudden like I was naked and he's Huey yacked. Would, like, yacked. like yeah. it would just be weird. Like he's a normal guy. <laughs> I think my goal was to just not look terrible. That was, that was my goal. Well, success. Um, thank you. Hey, thanks. Um, Great ass, Jack. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting though. It is interesting though. Like when it came out and then like, like the, the scene happens where like Huey teleports, you see my butt. And then almost immediately afterwards, Jensen Ackles comes out naked from a cryo tube. So my my ass was almost immediately overshadowed by an ass that I guess the internet's been wanting to see for decades now. And I, I can't compete with that. I can't compete with it. I know I know. And look, congrats to him. The the internet freaked out over his ass. My ass got some nods, not quite as much. Uh, sure. But, you know, I'm just happy for the guy. I'm just very happy for him. But, Always the uh, bridesmaid. Always a bridesmaid's ass, you know? Yeah. Never the bride. Always bride's the bridesmaid's ass. ass. Never the bride's ass. Bride's ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's got to be. Bride's ass. Yeah. You know, I appreciated, uh, you know, of like 10 out of 10 for Jack Quaid. Now you need a new one of me just going bride's ass for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the community's it. already on it. They'll have a bride. <laughs> you love those. Use it, use use it however you want. I don't know. Use it however you want. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. You, you mentioned, uh, Jen, Jensen, of course, like, 
I, I, I think it was on TikTok or whatever where I saw him getting interviewed on a supernatural panel, but he was talking about the fact that like he got the role, went and worked out super hard. And when he showed up, uh, Anthony was just like, Why didn't you make him build muscles in the suit? <laughs> like, why did you go work so hard? You could have just made suit muscles. He's like, damn it. No, I know. It's one of those things where uh, I don't know, hey, look, he looks good. It didn't yeah. it did didn't not pay off. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Well, again, I think, you know, that was one of the things we were talking about last episode, right? Where, you know, to have, this is all spoilers now for the boys. Sorry, everybody. Right. If you didn't watch Herogasm, right? But to have it be, you know, Captain America versus Superman, right? And have it be that thing. And like how, even when uh, Jensen, you know, shows up and is in modern era and seeing him react and have it through that lens of what the boys universe is, right? Of all these super flawed people who aren't at all like you know our bastion of hope and his reaction yeah. to everything happening around him was so great and then even like that the scene uh, in the herogasm where with you and him in the hotel room and yeah him just like just ranting and raving and Huey's like trying to talk to him but like not talking to him but you want to do that yeah, again everything like, he's saying is so not like pc and he doesn't even know what pc even means like yeah. it's so- his, his delivery when you're like Oh sure, blah, blah blah. The internet and this, that, and the other. And he goes, "You made up those words." You made up those words. <laughs> it was so good. My, my, it one was of my so favorite good. things was reading, because uh, obviously a lot of clips get circulated, and there was a clip on TikTok of Jensen walking through the city, very similar to Captain America walking out of the city when he gets out of the cryo mm-hmm. tube, uh, and uh, he sees a uh, two gay men kissing each other, a couple walking down the street. And he has this face and the TikTok comments put it perfectly of like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm okay with that, but whatever, let them do their thing. (laughs) Like he has such this sort of reaction to the world of like, what the hell's going on here? And I think, I just think that like that scene was done so perfectly of like, this world is something I am not used to. And also as an aside, I want to call out that um, I'm glad we're talking the boys of Jack, really happy to be here with you all. Last time we had Jack on the show, Uh, You know, obviously, I love Jack and I'm very interested in him as a person, but it's like we had Mark McGuire on and we didn't talk about the era of him taking roids and hitting home runs for that whole summer. We had Jack on and we just talked about a bunch of nothing. Like now we're talking the boys, baby. Hell yeah. I'm very excited. about We'll talk about um, uh, Carlos Santana. We talked a lot about. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm fine to talk about Carlos Santana. I love Carlos Santana. Who doesn't? Um, Yeah, certainly. We talked about smooth. <laughs> Quite <Yeah>. a bit. <laughs> well, it's just wow. it was so weird. Just I remember, it's out of the fucking blue one day. Carlos Santana relevant, and he's out there with Michelle Branch and Rob Thomas, and we're like, "This is great!" And your parents are super excited about it. Be like, "I don't know who this is," but suddenly he's on TRL. But cool. And yeah. it might it may have been the same summer that Mark McGuire was hitting home runs on Royce. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound like it tracks at all. That doesn't sound like it's right. <laughs> it all happened in the summer of 2021. Yeah. That all track, tracks perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, so, well, dude. In addition to the boys, though, you've been having what seems like the biggest year of your life. Started it off with Scream Five, Five Scream. Oh, right, Jesus, Five, five Scream. Thank you for calling it by the proper of course, name. I of course, it. that's what we all called it while we were making it. Um, yeah, no, it's been cool. I, it's weird though, because it's like you do these things, and then they don't come out for like like Scream. We did in in 2020, like peak pandemic, and then it came out like two years later. Because they like they had a distant release date because they were like maybe people will be back in theaters by then and and they were but it's interesting like you do all these things over over time what feels like a long time for you and then they all come out within the same year so it kind of feels like to to you it looks like I've just been like nonstop going but um it like that was like a lot of stuff cooking over years coming out in this year but it's been great I, I mean I can't, I can't complain and that's been 
being a part of that universe was so incredibly fun. Like that was just, I'm a horror movie fan and just being a part of that franchise in general was just like such a dream come true. It was awesome. I'm, I, I'm dying seeing all the, the Reddit posts of you, like the, the memes of the stuff. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. talking about, Greg? No, I've, I, no I, I've seen the thing. No, I, I don't need that one. Jack, c- catch him up on the, the Reddit posts. Right. Uh, so I created, I mean, I guess spoilers. Should we just spoil spoiler alert? Yeah, we're, we're spoiling five cream as well. Let's, if you didn't watch it yet. Five cream spoilers. Um, so pause for effect. I'm the killer. Um, and uh, he is a Reddit, basically toxic fan. He's like a toxic fan and he met the co-killer on Reddit and so I was like, okay, what is being on Reddit like? I had never really been on it. Um, I just wanted to create an account on Reddit to explore what it was like. And what I mostly found was like people being very positive about things. But my character is a toxic fan. So I was like, all right, I will create an account. No one will know it's me. And I will be a toxic fan just to like get into that mindset. So I, I posted, um, the, the reason that I know about toxic fandom is from The Last Jedi. Um, so I just posted like a, a whole thing under the username Stabhead, uh, nice. that was just like the last Jedi ruined Star Wars. I fucking hate Ryan Johnson. I love Last Jedi. I love Ryan Johnson. I I really don't. Me Jack doesn't have a beef with him or or the movie. Um, but I don't know. I posted this thing out there, and it didn't really get a lot of traction. Like I, most of the comments on it were like. Uh, what are you doing? This argument's like really old and uh, <laughs> this movie's great. Like it doesn't deserve the hate that you're giving it. Um, but now that that's, I've kind of been outed as stab head, um, people are finding it now. And uh, it is, I don't know. It's like an interesting bit of like, hey, how Jack got into character to play Richie is just still out there online. It's uh, great. So if you're, that is so awesome. Was, and I also, I also picture Jack like, I think Jack just maybe it's a character of Huey, but Jack just seems like way too nice of a person. And I was expecting the hate and vitriol to come out of him and be like, you know what? That last Jedi, I disagree with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's still pretty tamed compared to like other things I've seen from toxic fans. Cause I like, I didn't just go on Reddit. I went on YouTube. I, I just looked. I looked at I looked at some things. I won't say who, but people like screaming at their computer screen about certain things, and like I'm okay if you don't like a thing, sure. But you know, it's when you get into like, um, you know, there can't be a black stormtrooper, or like I'm gonna send uh, X actor or director a death threat because I didn't I didn't think that they should have done the movie exactly this way. They should have done it the way that I wanted it. Like that's where I draw the line. And that stuff is really out there. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's very strange. Uh, but yeah, I, I got into that world a little bit. Now, now to go from the negative side to some positive stuff real quick. Thank God. I've been thinking about you a lot, uh, for a lot of reasons. One, I've been watching you <laughs> the way, every, every I thought week. you were about to say to a positive thing. We have to thank our sponsors. <laughs> uh, oh, I haven't even done the intro yet. You got plenty of stuff to okay, cool, cool, cool. uh, But uh, I've been thinking about you a lot because I see you on TV every week, and you know you were in Scream and all this stuff. But recently, I fell in love with this this little movie called Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if you've had the chance to see it. I yet. saw it yesterday. Really? Fucking that is frick. very timely. I love it so much, but I can't stop thinking about this. The meta ness of this of Goose. Yeah. And you know, Goose is married to your mother. 
yeah. in the movie. And yeah. then Rooster is her, their child, which in an alternate universe could be you. Yeah, but like, okay, first off, A, first of all, okay, let me just say like watching the movie, all of a sudden they'll just like hit you with a real quick flash of Meg Ryan. And then I go, whoa. And but it's, like a, it's just all of a sudden to be like in a movie and then to be confronted with your own mom is a very yeah. interesting place to be. Put yourself there. Like you're watching Iron Man and all of a sudden your mom comes on screen for a second. Um, uh, so that that's strange. But other than that, it's like I'm kind of, A, I never auditioned for Top Gun Maverick, nor was ever called in. So I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, but I don't think I'm entitled to. Well, I mean, look at Miles Teller, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, Jack, you got a great ass. Don't get me wrong, but look at Miles Teller. I mean, he looks amazing. Uh, a, he's a great actor. B, I don't feel like I'm entitled to any role because my parents played their parent in a movie. Um, and in fact, I think that would make the movie worse in a way. Like if I was if I was Rooster, I feel like that would be. I don't know. It's cool. Like I'm glad that we're not locked into like only the children of these actors can play these actors. I'm glad we're not like locked into that, you know, like for both me and Wyatt Russell's sake, I'm glad that we, <laughs> I'm glad that we don't have to like, you know, we can, we can carve our own paths. We don't have to like, you know, just be in things because genetics. Um, that's, that, that's nice. And I thought the movie was awesome. I thought Miles Teller oh, yeah. was awesome. Killed like, it. Seriously, so like killed it. I was, I was so taken aback. Cause it was like, People were like applauding in the movie, and I was I was seeing like a, a matinee, and like people were like applauding at like like cool moments that happened, and I'm like I haven't seen this since like Lord of the Rings, maybe like when I would see Lord of the Rings in theaters, and like Legolas would like slide off of an elephant's trunk and like kill a bunch of orcs, and the audience would be like yes, you know, like I haven't seen or maybe we like a justified movie. reaction by the way. Very I was gonna say, are you were you a normal person during Lord of the Rings sitting there going like this is no clerks, but it's I don't know why you're clapping, you know? I said that exact thing. I said this is no clerks. <laughs> um no, I, I no, I was I was like that. I was like, yeah, and I guess like in Avengers Endgame and stuff like mm -hmm, that. Like sure. I've seen that. But to have a movie that I guess is technically part of a franchise, but like I saw it with a friend of mine who had never seen the first Top Gun and they knew exactly what was going on and loved it and was were so enthralled with it. Like, I I don't know. I just thought that that was so cool that you can make like an old-fashioned, crowd-pleasing movie like that these days and have it do exceptionally well. Like, that's awesome and so encouraging. Hit the billion mark, right? It just yeah, did. today, like, good for them, man. That's just like hard work. That's just awesome. Yeah. Now, we're talking about you blowing up, obviously, and being the biggest thing since sliced bread and how it looks like you're working all the time, but you're not. And yada, it's all, whatever you want. How everyone has to do this. Since you've been here, you've also been cast as Superman in my yeah. relationship with Superman. Which I, I, I felt bad that I couldn't tell you specifically, Greg, last time that we talked. Sure. It was offensive. And yeah. I think you need to step up your game because other people have spoiled things about that show for me. And I won't name names, but I know a lot about that show. And I'm surprised that I had to come from other people, not you. But I appreciate it because then it does give you plausible deniability, right? Of course, like sure, you never yeah. told me anything. It's sure, you know, whatever. Uh, on top of that, you're now in this new this new indie from Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Sure, sure. that's gonna be that's gonna be a big one for you. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. I mean, just talking about how big your year is. Uh, Danny Jollis got married, and you got to go to the wedding. And I was Danny offended Jollis, that I get an invite. He's I, been on our podcast as well. None of us got invites. That's kind of fucked up when you think about it. I, but whatever. I'm so sorry. Um, I'll talk to Danny. I'll definitely talk to Danny. <laughs> Just the oh, next, the next time he gets married, I think it'd be at least wedding. nice to invite us. 
Yeah, next wedding, you guys are for sure invited. It'll be only you guys the next Great. wedding. Great, fantastic. Um, yeah. Um, it should be. I'm so happy for Danny. What you guys didn't see, though, was... I think I can talk about this. So Sasquatch, my sketch comedy group, we were all the ring bearers uh, for, for Danny's wedding. Is it ring bearers? Yeah, yes. there's multiple, yeah. Okay, because someone said ring bears earlier. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that- <laughs> that's not right. That's <laughs> <laughs> with the ring bear get out of the way so, like, so jack i thought when you said ring bear i was like oh they did a bit where they dressed as bears as the sasquatch comedy group i get this honestly that might be better than what we did uh what we, what we did do was um it was like nick zach and i everyone like people's moms are there like it's a big crowd uh we did this like full-on slapstick bit with like fake rings and us like Stumbling into each other, tripping, dropping the rings, like pretending to pick them up again, dropping more rings than should be normal for a, a bride and groom to have. Like I, someone pushed me over, I fell to the ground and dropped like 10 rings out of my hands. It was the stupidest, most slapstick, <laughs> dumb thing. And I hope there's a video of it somewhere because uh, it's literally like out of nowhere, there's a very nice wedding happening. And out of nowhere, like just three stupid clowns, lanky clowns come in and start stumbling all around the ceremony. Um, like people yeah. had to be prepped, right? I mean, if I mean, even if you like, even if you're coming from the bride side, you have no idea who Danny is. At yeah. some point on the car ride over to the wedding, it has to be brought up that he's a comedian. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they'll be like a magician. Like, no, comedian. It's one ring higher, Similar. but not much. You thank God I mean? it wasn't a magician wedding. Yeah. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> you know? um, seriously, thank God. No, that was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was, oh, there we go. There it yeah. is. Andy's Can prepping this right now. Are they seeing it live, Andy? Yeah. Okay. They are. Oh, okay. This is off Danny. This is off Danny's Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when they put him up in the chairs, I saw it on the stories. Because again, I, I thought I was real close to Danny, so I saw a that, lot of coverage this way that I wasn't invited uh, to. Bottom left corner, that is Zach picking him up. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him making that face. I love yes. him with that helmet. It's just well, that was the thing. So they, it's it's again like I have to imagine I yeah. am the bride's cousin. I'm yeah. in the car with my aunt. We are on the way there. And I'm like, I've never actually met her fiance. I'd be like, oh, he's a character. He's a comedian. And he's been yeah. a lot of things. He's got a lot of actor friends. And they're very, they're very weird and funny. But they're, you know, blah. so like, Tim, when they put him up in the chairs and start dancing him around, someone, I saw the Instagram story, someone ran in and handed <laughs> Danny the helmet. And so he's getting bounced <laughs> around trying to put this helmet on, which is even more scary. That someone was Nick, also part of Sasquatch. So, yeah, see. so you guys are just. You guys are wedding assassins. You are the yeah, ones who yeah. ruined this wedding. This is all stuff that Danny wanted. Like so when we sure showed up, when we showed up at like the groomsman suite or whatever, we were we were just humble ring bear bears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we were invited, but Nick like brought that helmet for Danny specifically. And then at, at a certain point had Danny had to be like, get the helmet. <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a fun wedding. It's uh the the horror though, it, it really does um stress me out i uh i'm really my core my core work is not great right now and every time i feel like i'm about to drop you're about to drop like the people from the wedding if they yeah. die from your hands and this should be a very joyous um ceremony full of love and laughter you could but go like, straight into the funeral though like oh man i've had to pick up not only the bride and groom i've had to pick up like the bride or groom's parents at certain things and that's Scary. I had like a friend of mine's dad be like, "Put me down!" Like very seriously from that uh, chair once. It's uh, 
Yeah, it's a real anxiety attack. I'll tell you what's really uh, embarrassing about all this uh, when we're talking about not getting invited is just like seeing that Greg Miller liked this photo. Like it's just, oh. it's just so sad. It's just like oh. he wanted. Well, you know, you get to that point where you're like, well, clearly it's salt and earth. I'm never going to talk to Danny again or invite him on a show. <laughs> but I don't want. I don't want to yeah. be like you know. I don't want to like. I'm going to for the rest of his career be an encumbrance. I'm going to stop it where yeah. I can. I'm going to make sure I get the word out if I don't like this, but I don't want him to know. So I like the, I got to like the post Andy. You know what I mean? Well, that is good. It's very much it's the Conan O'Brien press to the glass. Like, look at all my friends from Sasquatch. Are there. Watch this podcast and be like, Oh, that's why <laughs> <laughs> this is live right now. <laughs> proof. Nah, nah. I mean, like, well, you know, the chat will be cool. He'll never know. He's too busy. Yeah. He's in the he's aftermath of a wedding. He doesn't have time to go. No, no he's, on his, he's on his honeymoon doing cool things. He's fine. He's, he's right. got to be jealous of you. You know what I mean? Like Sasquatch, what a dead end for so many people, but you got out. You know what I mean? Like you used them. You stepped on all their bodies and got to the top. Yeah, that's how I got to the top is I stepped on those three bodies. <laughs> yeah. um, I, we still do live shows just whenever. Here's the thing. Like, yes, I'm busy, but also like Danny's a touring stand-up comedian. Um, Zach is a, a prolific audiobook uh, voiceover person, but specifically he is the voice of Christian Grey in the Fifty Shades of Grey spinoff novels oh. that are all from Christ- Christian Grey's perspective. That is incredible. Yes. It's such a fun fact about my friend that I love saying. He has such a, he has such a sexy voice and he's such a, look, he's a good looking dude, but he's also such a silly man that, that I know. Like, I, I, I've seen him record and he goes like, that's when I took off her shirt. God damn! Like, he just, like, has these weird breaks where he's like, I would love some food. Uh, steak. Be great. Yeah. <laughs> like, get back to it. It's this weird... It's this, this weird mishmash of a, of a person that I love so much. Um, and then Nick is busy. Like, he has his own podcast, which I'll plug right now. It's a podcast I produce. It's called Hero Club. It's a and d podcast. Um, that's so much fun, and it's like, I don't know, it's like a podcast where it's like, we're playing a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, almost no campaign is ever about, like, wizards and elves, and, you know, your standard, like, we're in a fantasy world, um, Dungeons and Dragons campaign, it's like, a noir detective thriller, or like, you know, our first season, which I don't even know is still up there, is like, about Santa taking the North Pole back from Krampus, but just with, like, D rules and then we cut out all the crosstalk so it sounds like a radio play oh, with awesome. our own with our own original music and we can throw in sound effects it's a very fun time so that was my plug for hero club oh, and now i'll stop well while you stop i'll start if you didn't know this is the kind of podcast go. each and every week four sometimes five best friends gather on this table each coming to hang out with each other and talk about whatever they want to talk about if you like that come hang out with us on patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can write in with your questions your comments your concerns your topics of discussion you can get the show ad free you can get it with the post show we do each and every week and of course you could be watching live just like melissa Hagler, lexi g the lou and so many more are of course if you have no bucks to toss our way on Patreon, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand spanking new episode. Some housekeeping. Uh, when this episode posts on Tuesday, the 28th, by the time you've listened to this, I guarantee it's already over, but there was a Nintendo Direct. We live reacted and got up really early to watch it. So go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny games to catch the archive there and see what Tim thought of all the announcements. Tim, are you hyped? 
I'm as hyped as you can be for a Nintendo Direct Oof. Nintendo Direct Mini Parker Showcase. You know what I mean? But I, yeah, Jack doesn't that that really makes Jack go. You want to go watch Oof. that video, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys got to tell me after this plug what happened during that Nintendo Direct because I didn't watch it. So there we go. Know. Then, of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Anonymous, Nathan Lamoff, Delaney Twinning, uh, Parget Got Married, June 10th Sing, uh, Gordon McGuire, and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Athletic Greens, and guess what, Andy? Let's hear a word from them right now. This podcast is brought to you by something Tim literally uses every day. AG1. Tim's birthday is June 30th, and he decided to give himself the gift of taking care of his body with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things! Tim mixes AG1 with his water, loves the taste and says he's feeling better than ever. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kindoffun. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. All right, we're back. Jack? Yes. Grant Burton has written into patreon.com slash kind of funny to ask this very serious question. Grant, what? What's the best food and drink combo? Mm. That's it? Serious? That's it. That's the question. That's where we're starting with you. Oh, man. After 30 minutes of talking to you profusely. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, what is the best food and drink combo? Um, God, this is actually a tough, tough question. I'm going to yeah. go with like a, I don't know, burger, like a burger and a Coke. I feel like you can't really beat that. Like, that's Great answer. Like, or she, no, I'm going to amend that. Pizza and Coke. Okay, fair, or, fair. Or, oh, man. Here's or is the like thing is, I'm saying, though, Jack, you got to... Really good too. Fuck, a video went around today, or maybe yesterday on Twitter, right? And it was a classic, a kind of funny podcast moment I had forgotten. Where if you're only allowed two drinks, what would they be? And Kevin answers uh, in old fashioned, and then the espresso milkshake from the the short the store down the road or whatever. You need to get specific because a oh, lot yeah. of burgers suck. You yeah. have to be very specific with a burger. All right. So where are you getting this burger with your coke? Okay, I'm gonna amend this. There's no, there's no burger anymore because I don't. Everybody, I, don't even, I need you to clear the record, strike the record. We're throwing out the burger. Burn I don't even out, eat burgers. Out. I don't even know why I said it. I'm gonna say ramen, specifically from this place called Tatsu, nice. which is I, I order it a lot, and, and a Coca-Cola, like a, just a straight up and down Coca-Cola. I think it's it's the, I don't know, the heartiness of the broth. <laughs> Combine <laughs> with the noodles and then just to wash it down with a Coke, I think you feel terrible afterwards, but in the moment, it's great. Sure, I'm going to sure, go sure. with that. See, when I'm doing ramen, I'm usually going with a Kirin, right? A, ja- a Sapporo, some kind of Japanese beer there mm. or whatever. I like that. My answer for this is very similar. Yeah. I wonder how many times Coke will appear. What- oh, I'm sorry, what? No, no, I wanted to know what, your, uh, what yours was. I think it's very specific. Uh, and I wonder, I'm going to put a Coke on there as well. Another Coca-Cola, a can of Coke and Cheez-Its. Mm. That is the ultimate pairing. I can't eat Cheez-Its and not want a Coke. And I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't had a Coke with my Cheez-Its in how long? Seven, eight years. Because it was an IGN thing I would do all the time where me and Nick would sit there and destroy a thing of Cheez-Its and I would go get a a Coke from upstairs. 
I never even I, I haven't a had a cheese it in in so long. Jack, I need you to DM me your address right now, and I'm going to Amazon you some cheese. Uh, Jack, there have been huge strides uh, in technology. With the advancements you don't even know. Now, do yeah. we take a step back with the by losing the Tabasco cheese that we did? They had a partnership with Tabasco for a long time, and it was delicious. Then they said, you know what? We don't want to pay for the license. We'll just make it a hot and spicy cheese. It. It's not the same. It's just not the same. It's funny to hear me. I don't know. It's funny to like think about Tabasco as a company. I just think about it as like its own sauce. But to hear yeah. like partnered with Tabasco, yeah. just like I'll, I'll take you a step further than that. You know, I'm a dumb Midwest kid, right? And so the first time I ever heard of Chipotle was the Chipotle restaurant. And so then when Chipotle spices started popping up everywhere, I was like, these motherfuckers are licensing themselves everywhere. And it turns out, no, they aren't. It's just a thing you can it's say. It's just a word. It's just yeah. a word. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. Tim, uh, what do you think? I think you soon. Yeah, yeah. Come I on. think... I think Coke, I mean, is the right answer. I just feel like it goes so well with so many things. I mean, like, Jack, come up with three great answers off the bat with uh, pizza, burgers, or ramen. I love Coke with all of those things. But specifically, you got to go with the goat with the classic. You got to go with the McDonald's Coke yeah. with the McDonald's Ooh. burger. Burger, your choice. But I feel like that combo is, that was America it was built on. You know, that's some fantastic stuff. Like a can of Coke and McDonald's Coke? Or do you mean just yeah. like Coke that you got at a McDonald's and you like use the machine? That if you get machine McDonald's Coke, that there's nothing quite like it. I don't know what it is, but they just have their very specific thing. If you know, you know, and anyone that's had Coke at McDonald's fucking knows, okay? It is immediately identifiable as the most perfect thing and in I, the world. But what do they, they do something different, right? The syrup or something? They do mm-hmm. something weird with it to yeah. make it taste special, and it's delicious. It's perfect. What do they do but- with the syrup? I don't know, but it's something. I think it's something. I'll find it for you. Keep going. I think think they add like a certain percentage more syrup than you would get in the can or the bottle. I think it's like a five or ten percent more syrup to carbonation. Typically, restaurants get their five or ten. But Coca-Cola does something different for McDonald's. The fast food chain gets its Coke syrup delivered in stainless steel tanks. According to the New York Times, the material keeps the soda fresher, and your tongue can taste the difference. Mm Mm-hmm. See, I wow. love that. I'm all about okay, it. So I, I have a question to pose to the group. What what drink goes best with the song Smooth by Carlos Santana? <laughs> if you could pair a drink with Smooth by Santana, no. what would it be? Featuring Rob Thomas. And featuring, sorry, excuse me, featuring Rob Thomas. Yeah, Rob Thomas has to be, like, you know, represented yeah. in this drink. Yeah, he needs to be represented in this drink. <laughs> <laughs> I like, feel like... Imagine- like imagine the ad with smooth playing over and they're like drinking a whatever. What is that's it? my thing is like, I think, you know, it needs to be a refreshing drink. Cause that's a hot song it and, when you, hot, and it's a hot, hot one. You know what I mean? It and is when a you, hot one. When you mm-hmm. remember the video, they are hot in there. Like they, the Carlos and Rob are sweating. There yeah, is, there's, I think is it, it alcoholic to, or is it non-alcoholic? It, it's alcoholic. And I think it has to taste just like an ocean. Under the moon. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Thank you. Because uh, uh. I think it has to be so like, I, you know, I can say this because I'm Mexican. Oh, but Jesus, it, God. It <laughs> Thank you for clarifying since you're not on camera this time. Somebody's too, I can't wait to hear what Jack Quaid has to say. They tune in. There's some, something they just take. This Andy guy hates Mexicans. Do you hear what he said? No, I, I can say this because I'm Mexican, but because it's Santana, I feel like it has to be a margarita or a mezcal, or like, Ooh, like, it, like yeah. it, it's got to kind of have some sort of vibe to it, but it kind of has to have, have a fruity, tropical type vibe as well. Maybe some pineapples are in a there. A Paloma. 
Paloma does, is what is wait, what's that Paloma again? What is Paloma's Paloma? like grapefruit juice and tequila. Okay, Paloma now, now, is a tequila-based cocktail. The drink is most commonly prepared by mixing tequila, lime juice, and a grapefruit-flavored soda such as Fresca, Squirt, or Jaritos, and several and served on the rocks with a lime wedge. Now that sounds so smooth. That does sound smooth. That, that sounds so smooth. <laughs> it does. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm imagining drinking. I guess it's like a. I don't know why, but it has to go out of a can yeah, for some okay. reason. But it is all those ingredients, and then like hearing like just like the Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It works. Exactly. It works. We got there, everybody. We did well, it. Is, everybody. Everybody hit up Rob Thomas and Carlos Santana. Let them know. And if let you do know. recommend another drink, uh, Rob Thomas goes, just forget about it. <laughs> what a gift to the world that, that, that era of music was. You know, music today, it comes and it goes. Yo, hey, you know, I know it's talking about Koji Cat. That song is always in the same moment and era to me as uh, God. I don't even know what it is, but the Mommy number five. The, I dream away. Da, 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 oh da, yeah, yeah. Da, Sting da, 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 wasn't that Sting? Yeah, I thought that was like, I dream old, away. It was like an old Irish hymn for a second. He's starting you like that. The peak of the song. That's always tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. What is? I always I always thought those songs were like connected. For some reason. Definitely not, no. <laughs> what is the song that you're singing, Tim? What, what is it called? He's singing Desert Rose. Desert Rose. I'm sure I've heard this song. Oh, you Definitely. have for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, it's, but sometimes, like, I don't I know. I mean, it's one of those where it's like, I'm a big, I, I can usually help you out by singing a few parts, but Tim actually did a pretty good part. Yeah. There. It's like, like it starts like, like, as somebody who knows, as somebody who knows the song, right? And you were asking me to sing, I would jump right, and, and it's I dream of rain, which I never knew. I yeah, never knew that's what he's singing or whatever, right? But the, the first like, stanza yeah. or whatever of lyrics is Yalil, Yalil, Hadi Madatwali. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, this wouldn't I couldn't you this wouldn't help you if I started there. I couldn't start there and give you the song. I just listened to the first 20 seconds and like, y'all, I feel like this song is underrated. I know it, right now it has 324 million views, but yeah. I feel like that's not enough. Man. Everybody, of course, we we don't want the copyright strike. So if you wherever you are right now, go ahead and pause the podcast. Open uh, and, and you know, just tell your Spotify, your Siri, your Echo, whatever, you know. Uh, hold on. Uh uh Hey Alexa, play Sting Desert Rose. Then you just come back after that. I, right? just you let lo- it- I love the idea that the representatives for Sting are going to be like, why did 8,000 people suddenly decide to listen to this song? We're checking the analytics, Sting. I don't know why. Damn, and this is a video, too. I never saw this video. Are you watching this video right now? Oh, yeah. Jackie oh, opens yeah. with a flip camcorder. <laughs> this is how it starts. And then Whoa. somebody dressed like uh, the Green Hornet. Uh, who's Green Hornet's uh, partner? Tonto. Uh, Tonto, is that right? Is, is, is the, there's a woman dressed yeah. like that in riding chaps that, or boots or whatever those things are and then getting in this nice car. I didn't think it would have riding chaps. <laughs> oh, and he's, using, he's using the camcorder the entire time. This changes everything. <laughs> this does. What is, um, I'm actually very curious. What is the like, I don't know, on your Spotify, on your Apple Music, whatever. I have like a running list of like liked songs. Yeah. Like just my current like songs what is that what is that number one right now what is the most current liked song Ooh, good call good call jack wave i want to know uh, mine is mine... um oh go ahead you go ahead no Greg. no you go you go you go uh i just thought i'd open it up mine is a song called the very modern dance by a band called destroyer that's all i have 
Okay. Okay. It's pretty good. I don't know. I can't play it because of copyright. But yeah, what do you have, Greg? Uh, Le Temps et Bon. And I believe this is the remix, actually. Let me, let me I don't play even it. Know the remix. Bon. No idea. Yeah, this is, this is the remix. This is the remix. Uh, Le, Tem- Le Temps. This is French, obviously. Et Bon. Oh, yeah. By Bon Antonio and then Isabella Pierre. There, I think Bon. Yeah. She's the original artist on it, remixed by them. Then, yeah. Fantastic. This guy married a Canadian. I did marry a French Canadian, and yes, we were listening to this the other day. Nice. Sorry, I feel like I picked a category where we can't show the audience what it is. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm on Spotify right now, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna create a little playlist here, and I'll you send me uh, what yours was again because I've already forgotten it, and I'll put it in there. We'll have a thing. We got a stew. We got a stew going. You know. Here we go. Here's a stew. Tim, what do you got? My top two right now um, are the most Tim Gettys things possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number one is Top Gun Anthem. Yes, uh, from from Top Gun Maverick, which I have listened to no less than a hundred times in the last week, uh, and the number two is a song called "Tardy for the Party," as featured in the Real Housewives of Atlanta. So that's uh, kind of my the breadth of my creative abilities to listen to things, Greg. So hold on, I'm adding it to this playlist that we're making right now. It's Top Gun Anthem by Harold Faltermeyer, Lady Gaga, and Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, perfect. Now then, mm-hmm. Jack, what was yours again? Uh, it's called "The Very Modern Dance" by Destroyer. Got it. There it is. Done. Clicking on it. And can you please also add Tardy for the party? No, we said top one. We didn't say two. We didn't say two. We got to do gonna, it. The people need to hear it. This is going to be a they three song playlist. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a lot of play because you, you can only go so far. Andy, I'm uh, Tardy to the party by Baby Baby. No, by Kim Zolziak. Mm. That is uh, not you know, what just, I thought. Just send me that. that just song. send me that one on, on Slack. I can't find what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Andy, do you have, do you have any? I don't even know where to find that section. I have no. Okay. I don't know what Spotify like. I I don't know if I ever like things on Spotify. Honestly, I just kind of. Oh, I do. I listen to my podcasts, and um, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. Wait, hold on. What's the most recent podcast episode you listened to? Put that on. Yep, that's your <laughs> call. Also, Joey Noel coming in clutch. Joey Noel's coming in clutch and telling us to add "Smooth" and the Sting song to this list. So there you go. Yeah, it's more than two yeah. lists. Two things, Andy. My fault. My fault. I'm sorry, everybody. Let's see. My most recent listen to thing um, was a an <laughs> Jamel Hill joining the Dan Levitard show to talk about the recent SCOTUS decision. I don't know. Oh. Really. <laughs> It's a it huge down downer at the end of the playlist. Yeah, yeah. It's like six songs. Everybody's jamming, and then it's just, all right, here's an hour and a half long discussion about how fucked our country is. Great. Like, that's, how we get the, that's how we get the message across, right? We need to fight this thing. That's You're how we right. get yeah. the message. That's true. Yeah. You got to put it out there. Yeah. Wait, yeah. which one is I it, though, Andy? I'm, 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 who am I looking for? Uh, let's see here. It is called uh, Second Class Citizens Hour One. Got it. There it is. Got it. Added there to, it is. To the- oh, happy one. This happened. Thank you for all your information. <laughs> Jack, I have a, a podcast question for you. Please. Recently, I saw that you guested on a show that oh, yeah, I had never cool. heard of, but it looks very cool and very yeah. fun. And I think it was called Podcast But Outside. Yes. yes. Those Can you guys give me the pitch great. on this? Yeah, those guys are amazing. So it's these two comedians who um, they just do something that I'm like, why didn't I think about this? Like, it's just such a good idea. They just go outside. They have a little booth. Um, it's just anywhere, like the middle of the street, outside of the White House. They've done done it there. They've done it just like wherever they go, wherever they're touring. 
They just pick a random street corner. They just set up there. Their mics are live. You hear background noise. It doesn't matter because uh, the mics cancel out um, most of it. And then they just like talk to strangers and they say like, we'll pay you a dollar if you appear on our podcast. <laughs> and people are fascinating. Uh, and if you just kind of like ask them questions and let them talk for a while, the stuff that you'll hear is amazing. So that's what they do. So I was a guest on their podcast and we interviewed some strangers who just passed by. Uh, one of which was like a guy that designed his own clothes. Um, there was a there was a dude that like was on his way to bike to Santa Monica from like Hollywood, and he was like looking for direction in life. So we were helping him out with that. Um, it was a really yeah, it was like a really interesting experience. And um, I don't know, I love like when you just give a random person uh, a, a microphone and just seeing what happens. Sometimes you'll you'll hear really funny things, really profound things. Um, it's a really cool podcast, and those guys are really, really awesome. They do live shows as well, so shout out to Podcast But Outside. They're awesome. So here's my question about that, because I am a big fan. I've heard about them a lot, and I, you, I know them through the ticks in the talks, in the, 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 the things you'll share there or whatever. That's I know how I know the them. Talks, but not the ticks. Yeah, you know, <laughs> their ticks are usually kind of weak, but their talks are, yeah, but their talks are top-notch. How does that come about? Did the, is that like... Are they? Are you on a clowny basis like you are with us, where you d you just DM them and interact with them and you're friends with them, or was that like something set up by your agent or some the boys or whatever? No, when it when it comes to like podcasts and stuff like that, that's usually stuff I just kind of seek out myself. Like we we we've realized that we follow each other, and then we're like, oh, we should do something together. And I feel like that's how I've gotten to do like a lot of cool podcasts that I'm genuinely a fan of. Like I got to do that, and then there was this other one I did semi recently called Too Scary Didn't Watch, and it's just these. Three women who are, again, comedians, and uh, their whole thing is one of them likes scary movies and is brave enough to watch them. The other two are not brave enough to watch scary movies, and it's just one of them summarizing a, a different scary movie each week for the other two, and it's so entertaining. Um, so that's another one I'll plug. I don't know. Man, they're, Andy, they're... that'd be great if somebody turned their fear of horror movies into content for us instead of just running from it or leading us on that you were going to join us in The Conjuring but never doing it. Well, no, I definitely, I was on I, I was, I hate scary movies, Jack. And for the, we did the Conjuring and Review with James and Elise Williams from Funhouse. And right. I, I couldn't join the podcast in person, unfortunately, but I was watching all the movies along with them, giving my thoughts about what was happening in these various movies, uh, which, you know, I like to go into detail about what happens and just some really harrowing tales of horror and love and uh, redemption, you know. I saw so you were you were watching the movies, just not one hundred percent. He wants to pretend that he was. No, he would just just send in his review of what he thought about the plot for a movie he did not even look at the poster for. He didn't know. He just heard the name The Nun, and then he just talked for two minutes about what he thought about The Nun. You know, sometimes and the Catholic used Church. To be a position, my friend, I used to be a scaredy cat in, in in movies, but then I realized this really helps me. I don't know if it'll help you, and you did not ask. For advice, this is unsolicited completely. But um, my whole thing was, when I started to watch scary movies, I realized um, my imagination was always worse than anything that Hollywood could make. Like, what I imagined the movie to be in my head was so much more fucked up than anything, like, a movie a movie studio could do. My, the, is that my, what my problem, Jack, is that my imagination then remembers all of those things at night. 
<laughs> and so the problem that I have is like, yeah, you know, I might get scared in the movie and I get a little jump scare and your body kind of flinches or whatever. And that's fine. No big deal. But then at night when I'm washed when, or, you know, I have shampoo in my hair and I'm in the shower and I don't have my eyes open. I'm like, what the f- oh, my God, I got to open my eyes because there's something outside of it. You know, like my, my imagination just kind of runs buck wild at the, in those moments. And I hate that yeah, sort of stuff. Weird. I hate Okay. That. So you don't like to watch it because later it affects you. Correct. Yeah. So our our friend yeah, Raul Coley, who is on a lot of scary stuff on Netflix, he just won't stop doing these goddamn scary things on Netflix. And it's like, Rahul, I want to watch you in something, but I can't watch you in anything because everything you do is just fucking horrifying, dude. Did you, did, yeah. you, did you watch him in Harley Quinn? Love that show. Loved it. You're Sounds such like a fuck, Sounds like you did it. Sounds like you did it, man. <laughs> Loved it. Big fan of Wait, it. Wait, so Jack, you're also you're doing voices on uh on Star Trek, right? On Lower yeah. Deck. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you I'm, get to... uh... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Who are we calling? Right. right. Go on. Oh, oh God. God. Here we go. Are we calling Rahul? I don't know. No, we can. Do you want to? Right now, we're trying to call Nick. I don't know. I met him once at at a. We were both at the same restaurant. Did it go well? Yeah, I think he's great. Hopefully, okay. he thinks I'm cool. I don't know. Who we right, call? We'll call that. Oh, that's the next. All right, we'll call him now and figure that out for you. Oh he was God. calling Nick Scarpino, I think. I don't know. Why. Oh, yeah, that's okay. what I'm sorry. Yeah, I was calling Nick to try to get his uh, playlist pick here. If you want to follow along, <laughs> the list is being developed live. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash jacktoons. And over on jacktoons, uh, you can see what we've added. So far, there are nine songs on the list. Uh, Le Temps et Bon, uh, Top Gun Anthem, a ver- The Very Modern Dance, Tardy for the Party, Hour One, Second Class Citizens, Desert Rose, Smooth, uh, a, sketchy mo- oh, number, uh, a Podcast But Outside, A Sketchy Motel, and then the Too Scary Didn't Want, Shaun of the Dead. Greg, nice. can you yeah. uh, make sure the word Jack is all lowercase and then tunes is all caps? I think that would look cool aesthetically. From now on, when I put out the URL? Just like, yeah, maybe you got to retitle the podcast or the playlist on Spotify or something. On the playlist, I just call it Kind of Funny and Jack Quaid's Tunes. The oh, boys okay. Jack Quaid came on the Kind of Funny podcast, and these are the oh. songs we talked about, dot, 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 and podcast. Oh, okay. Well, I don't I love the sound of Jack Tunes, but I'll take it. Jacktoons sounds like a really crappy app. <laughs> Jacktoons. Is this Rahul? He is Rahul. Hello. Hey, Rahul. It's Greg Miller. You're on the Kind of Funny Podcast. How are you? All right, Greg. What's going on? Nothing. Two questions. Are you ready? Okay, go and hit me. Number one, what's the most recent song you've added to your Spotify or Apple Music or whatever? Like, what's the most like, you know, your most recent liked song in your library? Because we're going to add it to a, a playlist. I have been listening to the Judge Dredd soundtrack. Okay. So should I just... So the old Alan Silvestri Stallone one. That's the oh, thing wow. that's been getting the most airtime from me. Okay. Um, do you want a particular song from the pl- to the playlist, or do you want the entire thing? No, it's called Block. <laughs> it's called Block. I'll tell you what, it's right there. I was just listening to it. Sure. Cool. We got all the time in the world. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, block Water. Block Water. Okay. Water. Block water. Got it. Fine. Perfect. And then the other thing is, do you like Jack Quaid? You met him at a restaurant once. You, he he says you won't remember him. Yeah. 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 You... Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's super cool. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I love the boys. I think he's fantastic. I, I mean, sorry. I love. Yeah. The boys. Not. I love boys. I love the boys. <laughs> We've all been there. We've no, all been no, there. We, we've all made. Uh, okay. Good. We just want to make sure. We just want to understand that uh, we also <laughs> didn't. We didn't. We didn't prep him ahead of time that yeah he can't hear you. So he's been trying to talk to you through the phone right now, but he doesn't <laughs> yeah, understand that the microphone's one way. But he's a good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> 
fair enough. Uh, tell him I can't wait to watch the new season um, when I wrap this damn show. Sure. And then side note to all of that, Andy didn't watch any of your stuff and he tried to blame it because you're in scary stuff. But then I brought up Harley Quinn and he had no answer to that. So just to remember, next time you're ever I'm like hanging out. Dude, he fucking sucks. And I, you know, well, I, he did play Fortnite though. He did play Fortnite. I'll give him that. Yeah, but I really think he did that for The Rock, if I'm being None honest. None of us can defend ourselves right now. Okay. And not to mention, too, like for a long time, and this is the problem with kids these days with their Twitch channels. Andy yeah. talks so much shit about Fortnite, and then he saw it was getting views. And what is he doing over there? He's like, oh, man, who wants a V-Buck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, look, it's my friend Raul. <laughs> exactly. Embarrassing. I'm glad we're on the same page. All right, I'll talk to you later. I love you, Greg. Bye. I love you, too. Bye. He likes you. What a sweet <laughs> boy. <laughs> That's sweet man. Away. What a sweet man to just be like, hey, you're on the Kind of Funny podcast right now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, I like these songs. <laughs> you just roll with it like that. Jack, you need to understand. Eventually, you're going to give me your phone number by mistake. <laughs> and if you ever get a call from me, if I ever call you, if I ever call you, it's 99% you're live on the air or someone has passed away and I need to have a serious conversation with you. What's crazy to me is that we don't have each other's phone numbers because I just tried to text you the songs. I tried to do the same thing to you the other day. I was like, I should. I didn't see Greg Miller. So after this is over, that's changing. Yeah, I'll DM uh, you right now. I'll DM you right Jack, now. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if you want to do that. You are inviting him to call you at any given moment when any time a thought comes into his mind. And a lot of thoughts come into his mind. I'm going to tell you that right now. Look, I need to be as cool as Raul. I need sure. to be. Okay. So, okay. Like, that's my goal in life. So if I need to be like the dude that like out of nowhere you just call with like a random dumb question and I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. Sure, I'm driving a car. Sure. But I'll I'll answer this. Yeah, I'll, I'll be that guy for sure. Good. It's we appreciate all, that. It, you're gonna get a call one day and it's gonna be, hey Jack, uh, you're on the kind of funny podcast. How are you doing? Like I'm doing great, Greg. All right. What is the name of the dinosaur with the spikes from Jurassic Park two? <laughs> Spinosaurus. There it is. There it is. Dundee. I just rewatched that one. <laughs> Are you a dino I, head like me, Jack? I love dinosaurs, man. I could name them all. I was a big dino head. I, I was a big dino head, and then I like recently like rediscovered the like original Jurassic Park movies, and I was going through them, and I I remember like liking three a lot when I was a kid, and then being surprised that people like really don't like that one. I'm right there with you. I think it has its moments. I think it does. It like, does. I don't, it's the pterodactyls, man. Excuse me, pterodons, Andy. Get it right, dude. There's some weird moments in it for sure, but like, especially the like Alan with the yeah. raptor. <laughs> I think that like, you know, goofy moments like that. I kind of like that's what I remember, and I like love it. I'm not like I don't hate it. You know, it's Alan. fun. <laughs> what he says it is so like. It's so weird. Not intense at all. Alan. <laughs> Jack, in that line of questioning, you've stumbled upon the Daily Double. Oh. Andy, hit the music. <laughs> Madeline, a.k.a. Mad Exposure, writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygame. No, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash kindoffunny. This isn't a game-related question. It says, what's the last thing you did that made you feel carefree slash like a kid? That's a very good question. Very good uh, question, Madeline. Very good. Okay, maybe this, no, this is definitely it. Okay, so there's this, I was filming uh, the Oppenheimer, whatever. Um, What's it about? Tell me all the spoilers. Do you die on that one? I can't, I literally can't say anything, but sure. basically sure. there was, um, we were shooting in New Mexico and there is a place there called Meow Wolf. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. 
There's one in New Mexico and there's one somewhere else, and I don't know where that is. I think maybe like Portland or something, but it is this like how to describe it? It's like if an escape room Denver. and like what what do you say? Denver. It's in Denver, Denver and Santa Fe. There you go. Denver and Santa Fe. Yeah, we were in Santa Fe and uh it's like this like I don't know. I'll, I'll just I'll just describe what I went through. So you go into this thing, it's all indoors, and it's like first you come into this room and then there, there's this house. And if you, like, open the refrigerator, that's, like, a portal to another kind of room. And all of a sudden, you're in a spaceship. And it's, like, then you go into a forest. It's, like, this completely interactive art piece where you're constantly, like, moving around. And you're, yeah, here we go. You're going to, like, different universes, I guess. I guess that's, like, the story of it. But it's just the coolest thing I've ever seen. And, and the fact that, like, you get to just get transported into this other world, I definitely felt like a kid again. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, you're masked up. You're walking around. It's not nearly this empty. There's so many people. Here, <laughs> uh, There's also one in Vegas now, apparently. There's a third. Oh, cool. This, yeah, this thing was awesome. I just went in the middle of the day with a couple cast members, and it was like, I had the time of my life. I was like, this, I, I can't believe something like this exists. It's was, so fun. Was the one that you did the, uh, the fake grocery store? Was there a fake grocery store? There's so much crazy okay, shit in here. It's almost like maybe, maybe, yeah. So, so the the I think the fake grocery grocery store is its own installment completely in a completely different location. Um, oh, but that one is a uh, you know you walk in and it kind of looks like this. It looks like a grocery store, but all the products are really weird. And then you open the refrigerator, and then you're suddenly in something else. And it's kind of marketed to be like a. I don't know. It kind of reminds you of like a grocery store. It's out of like the Fallout universe or something. Like it kind of has yeah, that sort oh, of Americana cool. vibe. Yeah, I love that stuff. There, there's this thing in LA that uh, is called um, Delusion, and it happens every Halloween. And I remember I went. It's kind of like escape room meets interactive theater. It's more like there's actors. That's more like you discovering it on your own. But this involves like actors who are kind of bringing you from scene to scene. You have like guide characters and. The first one I ever did, I don't know, the, basically our guide was saying, like, you are the children of vampires! Like, he kept telling us that. And then we got into this room, like, that was kind of like this big foyer or whatever, and there were all these vampires, and they were, like, encroaching upon us. And then our guide character just goes, use your powers! You have powers! If you just, you know, um, put, put your hands in a diamond shape and go like this. And we're all like, whatever. And we all went like this. And little did we know all of the vampire actors that were coming towards us were all hooked up to harnesses. And oh. so we all flew back. It was like we were using the force and it was the coolest thing in That's the world. Sick. Yeah, they do it like around LA every Halloween. I'm, I'm pretty sure like Neil Patrick Harris produces it or something. Uh, it's really awesome. That's rad. I know Meow Wolf, the reason I know it is uh, our friends over at Achievement Hunter, Jeff Ramsey and them, did a show called The Weird Place that was a collaboration with Meow Wolf. And they kind of turned the experience into more of like a escape room show where it was like one season and like they were trying to find Jeff and they had to solve a bunch of problems like in all of the weird shit that they were doing. But uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. Cool. That's so cool. I like that they can put a story in it too. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's just such a fun, it's such a fun time. And it's one of those things where you go like, oh, I'm just so, I'm happy that like, I don't know, every time I go to Disneyland, I kind of think the same thing. I'm like, humans made this just for fun. Like, just <laughs> for, for pure enjoyment, we as humans like made this world we, that you can escape in for like a little bit. Like that's cool. Yeah, one of their, um, 
one of their first installments. I watched a little mini documentary on it with some friends of mine. Oh, cool. And this this whole shopping mart thing is called Omega Mart. And obviously they're at a point now where they can have these gigantic big budget type stuff. But in the video, they talked about how some of their first installments were for this thing called Omega Mart that took yeah. place in a friend's garage. And it was just like a fake pop-up shop that people came to and then realized, oh, these aren't really useful products. This is an art installation. I get what this kind of is. And then they went from like a friend's garage to a smaller kind of uh, place that they rented out in some shopping mall, strip mall or whatever, where people started realizing Almost similar to the Nathan for you dumb Starbucks yeah. thing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, that's it. Yeah, this isn't really an actual place you're trying to sell stuff. This is just a fake kind of uh, art, you know, uh, experiment or whatever. And then it is obviously expanded to this gigantic production, which is really badass. It's really cool. I'm I'm really happy that like people enjoy it enough to like keep it afloat and people keep coming and giving it money. Cause it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, it's a little bastion of joy in the world, which is really cool. Andy, what, when's the last time you felt carefree or like a kid? That's a good question. Carefree or like a kid. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe like when it just, I guess, honestly, probably Disney world or Disneyland. Yeah. Like, sure. sure. I think like just anytime I'm there, I have the same thing that Jack says. It's like this is the, obviously all of the just it's easy for me to get jaded and be like capitalism fucking all that sort of shit. Yeah. But being here is just like this is pure joy. And I'm enjoying this right now as a 34 year old man. And I can't imagine what it's like being in a place this magical and positive as yeah. a kid. And so it's probably it's probably there. I think the moment I felt it most because I hadn't been to Disneyland since I was I went to Disney World when I was in middle school and I hadn't ever been back since I'd been to theme parks in the meantime. But when I was 31, I went to Disneyland and that was my first time back again, like 20 plus years. And I it was walking into the Cars Land area Ooh, and just kind of right. like seeing like being transported to a different world and then getting yeah. in line and then riding the line like i was brought to tears i was like this fuck it this is magic right here like it was just so cool it was awesome uh there's this thing on um if you like i don't know if you like like how they make these attractions there's something on i think it's disney plus i think it's called imagineering oh, and it's, it's just a documentary oh yeah the imagineering about, story yeah yeah and it's just a documentary series about disneyland and like how they made each of the rides and like how they I don't know how they uh, first started the park and like what was the inspiration behind Pirates of the Caribbean and how they got the animatronics to work like back in the day. It's really, really cool just to see how they make these the, things. The Avatar section is so awesome in that one where they oh, talk about the trees and the floating stuff. Is that a Disney World? The Avatar section? Uh, yeah, I, it is. Yeah, I have, which I haven't been to yet, but just in that yeah. Imagineering story, seeing them concept of floating islands and stuff and how are we gonna yeah. make That's islands crazy. float you know like it's so cool it's unbelievable it's man I, I got to go uh in 2019 and um andy what you're talking about with cars land where at night it's like how is this real like yeah. avatar land pandora in disney world it's that just ratcheted up even more like it is it's wow. truly you're just in a different place and like it is all the trees are glowing and like e everything is beautiful That's awesome. That's really cool. Tim, what about you? 
I, I feel like I, I'm lucky that I, I get so excited about things that I love. So I feel like it's pretty often that I get transported back to just being a kid. Like, I mean, even recently with uh, the Final Fantasy VII uh, announcements of Remake Part Two and Crisis Core being remade, like when game showcases give me the announcements I'm looking for, I legitimately turn into a, a child, like the N64 kid on Christmas, where I'm just like, oh my god this is happening or like sora coming to smash brothers like those type of moments like i i just really allow myself to just feel and i'm happy that like i am still capable of that as a 32 year old man uh and i I know at this point i'm so fucking annoying to bring this up as much as i do but i gotta tell you man top gun maverick like watching that fucking movie (laughs) i'm just sitting there like how the hell is this the most fun i've ever like i saw it four times in theaters and i might not be done y'all like i it just there's something about it that it just makes you feel good and it makes you feel like anything is possible like it's just great actually that uh, um that makes me think of a question for you guys and i love that answer like i love that like you know I know, I know that feeling too of like anytime like a, a video game conference like E3 or whatever happens and there's a big announcement ever and you're very excited about it you feel like a kid again it's so cool what you guys do and I, I imagine like if you could tell your younger selves like oh what what you do for a living when you grow up is you get to like play video games and react to them and review them like how a how cool is that and b was there ever a moment in your career where you where the magic was taken out of it a bit because you guys do it for a living or has it just kind of been great the whole time? It's a great question. Um, I'll start, I guess, <laughs> as, I've, as I've taken it. And I guess, you know, I've been doing it the longest out of the three of us. Like, I would say, no, the magic's changed. You know what I mean? I think there was, there, I, I still get that when the code comes in now, I still get the same feeling I get when the review copy would come in or yeah. when I'd, you know, if you, you, that's at IGN and you go back further, like when I would, you know, drive or get dropped off at Walmart to get the game. Right. I always think of when I, you know, for that story of like, you know, it's old one where I called every store every day, trying to see if anybody would break the street date for WrestleMania 2000. And when Walmart did driving over there, like a bat out of hell and going in, hoping this guy who was ready to break it was still there. You know what I mean? Like right. that excitement is still the same when I got the review codes at IGN or the copy when I got it. And now when I get a code that kind of funny like when it's one of those games that's still there and I think yeah. of anything like you know the magic of playing a video game it might have changed because I think now it's a little bit more like now you know how the sausage gets made and, so, and mm-hmm. I think that's not you know something um that's necessarily unique to me or somebody in our position. I think it is the fact that it's 2022 now and everybody you know who makes a game is doing a podcast or talking about on Twitter or there's been this news story about the trials and tribulations and something like that. So now I think it means, honestly, it means even more to me when I play a game that is above and beyond and it's amazing, whether it is that I'm playing this AAA game that, you know, holy shit, this is delivering and this is another level, something like Last of Us Part Two, or if it is something that, holy shit, I'm playing this indie game and I know the team's only three or four people and they crushed this. I can't believe how yeah. much fun I'm having with it. That's still there. Yeah. What about Andy? you, Tim? Or Andy, go for it. Uh, no, no. I don't I don't think the magic will ever go away. That It's just, it's always feels special and I just think about what I was doing before this and how I know how difficult it is to even try to get the dream job in the dream industry. Um, so no, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think anytime we are at the theater waiting to watch the new Marvel movie mm. and uh, 
I think no matter how jaded you could feel with anything, sometimes the comment sections get you down and stuff like that. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like, I know how lucky I am to be in this position. And same with Greg. I still get that really excited feeling when that that big, long awaited game is that that code pops in or you see Greg react on a show like, oh, shit. And then I go check my email. I'm like, oh, shit. It's fucking it. like <laughs> I get that feeling. I get super stoked. So, no, that feeling will never go away for me. Nice. Yeah. So- yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm happy that we're all kind of aligned with this, where it's like, there's just been, the magic has changed, to Greg's point, but I feel like it hasn't lessened. It's just the things that that make you feel that magic are just uh, a little bit different these days. But, you know, I, I can't believe I get to do what I do. But at the same time, this is this is legitimately the dream. This was the goal, and I have achieved it. And there is not a day that goes by that I don't I feel incredibly shocked that that is the case and like just so stoked about it. And like, especially with a lot of things we have going on right now uh, at kind of funny where we are like, just have such amazing plans and such amazing things ahead of us. It's like, it's just so invigorating to just be like, Oh my God, like not only are we doing this thing and it's the, it brings me so much happiness, but it's, we have so many plans to bring even more happiness and for it to just be the most awesome thing. The the other side of it though, is I do, I think that um, there's a lot that goes into it that you don't account for and you can't plan for. And I feel like the, you have to play a video game for review. Does that change the way that you play? It does. But I think that overall, I've kind of found it where I love watching movies. I love watching TV shows. I love playing games. I love listening to music. And when you have to do that for work, it does kind of change the experience. But then it just kind of means that in my off time, I get to watch TV shows, watch movies, play games that aren't the things that I do for work. And then it just Mm kind of just feels like a a separate thing. And I think that that's cool is that just playing video games, they're not all the same. Watching movies, they're not all the same. But they all bring me so much joy. And it's something that I I enjoy doing so much that I, I love that there's so so much out there to be able to consume and talk about with friends and the fact that we turn that into a job is so incredibly cool but the the hard part is dealing with the 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 social side of it all and like like everyone's thoughts and opinions and, and trying to make sure that you're you're taking care of yourself your people and then how everyone else around you views it that stuff's hard that stuff's stressful and that is not magic at all <laughs> sure. and, and and before we stop uh i just want to throw out there like Jack, I've never had a more happy time in my life than getting to play Elden Ring for review. <laughs> like oh. that, is, that is the <laughs> best feeling I've ever had. And then oh. all I did for two weeks was just play Elden Ring and report back to other people in the industry of, did you see this? Holy fuck, did you get to this? Yeah. Oh my. It was just like one of the coolest things I've had. Because all the other stuff we've done in the past has been... Um, you know, when I think of other big games we've had for review, like playing God of War 2018 was obviously awesome. And there's been a lot of other amazing games that we've gotten the chance to play beforehand. But there was just something magical about that sort of experience of discovery that I hadn't felt I haven't felt in a game ever. And I th- mm-hmm. I was here like a couple. I got hired a kind of funny a couple of months after Breath of the Wild came out. I'm sure that oh, would have made yeah, me feel the yeah. same way, but uh, yeah, that was just like, especially because Greg and Tim let me take some shows off because they knew I was putting 45 <laughs> or 60 hours into a game. Like, it was just so cool. Just kind of that became my life. And it was I I was all in. Wow, that is so good to hear that you guys are just like, I don't know, 
loving all of this. Like, that's just good to hear. That just makes me very happy. Well, you still uh, have acting, right? I mean, you still it, love yeah. making shows. What, what do you say? You still love acting, right? You still love making shows. No, no, of course. But I, I think I know what you mean in terms of like, like every time I like, I don't know, book something or something I do comes out or I get to like work with someone cool or I don't know, like that feeling never goes away. The magic, of course not. Um, like I, I think more and more, actually, I, I try to take moments where I'm on set and I get to look and I consciously make the choice to look around and take everything in um especially on a show like the boys where like i'm in the belly of a whale that they built uh that's on the shore of lake ontario right now i'm never gonna be here again take this again. <laughs> Enjoy it. it's so cool that they did this um yeah no i i it, it's definitely like if anything I've, I've i've enjoyed the magic of the magic has increased for me i think like making it but it does like you know when you know how the sausage is made sometimes like it's harder for me to watch um like when i'm making a show like the boys or doing a movie like scream it is harder for me to watch movies or tv shows because it's like i'm actively doing it so i can tell like oh they use that shot or they're they're at this location that i recognize from toronto or like whatever it makes it like a little bit harder for me to get engaged with it makes the stuff that where all that goes away it makes that pop more sure. um you know something like top gun maverick where you're like I, well, this is just like amazing. You know, I'm completely swept up in this. Um, and it, you know, that's why I think I watch a lot of documentaries and play a lot of video games because I'm just, I'm not in those fields. And I love, uh, I love a good documentary that like, I don't know, it's a true story. It's not anything that any, anyone had to come up with. So I get really sure. invested knows when i'm shooting but no the magic hasn't gone away at all not again not. and you know to come full circle to where we started or whatever with you being the biggest thing on the fucking planet now not true. uh yeah it's true uh so then does it like blow your mind when you see the like you like video games as much as we do right when you see the people that are creating games talking about you like hideo kojima just tweeted about yeah. you that was Hideo Kojima, Metal Gear, yeah. Death Stranding, just tweeted yeah. about Huey. And he's been tweeting about the boys for a while. Now he's literally talking about you right, while you've been on this podcast. Yeah, Didn't I know that. Andy, watched up to episode five of season two of the boys. Huey Campbell really likes Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Right? Oh, shit, dude. I'm taking this in right now. This is like, right? <laughs> These are those moments of magic, everybody. Like, that's crazy i don't know like that's such a like whatever comment too it's just like he really likes billy joe i'm like yeah i know but like the fact that it's hideo kojima and he know he's seen my face like that's fucking nuts right that is really nuts so yeah magic's still there guys that was a test and magic's definitely still there jesus <laughs> i can't i didn't see that fuck <laughs> that's crazy wow Please thank you me. That's the kind of funny podcast. Each yeah. and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table, each coming to hang out with each other. If you want to hang out with us, the show isn't over yet. Head to patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get the post show we're about to do. Of course, if you are already a patron, you could be watching live just like Anthony was, Gerardo was, and Cody were. Also, I didn't bring it up. Uh, we didn't get there. Cody Hagler wrote in with a question. We can ask it in the post show, but he, he Cody's here every week, Jack. And Cody okay. calls himself The Hagler. But we also know that Cody's wife, Melissa Hagler, is here. So I want to know in the chat, in the post show, how she feels about Cody being the Hagler and her not being the Hagler. That's an interesting one. I don't know how I feel about that. 
However, if you have no bucks to toss our way and you can't come see the post show, no big deal. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, of course, roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe each and every week for a brand spanking new episode. Of course, Jack, everybody should be and probably is watching the boys on Amazon Prime. But if they wanted to ca- keep up with you, where could they go? Oh, they can go to um, at Jack Quaid 92 on Twitter. You can go to Jack underscore Quaid on Instagram. Uh, yeah, those are the places. Good enough. <laughs> Ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we got a post show to do. Jack, thank you so much for hanging out with us, even though you're not leaving yet. No, I'm not leaving yet. I am still emotional that Hideo Kojima knows my name. And I that if Billy Joel sees that tweet, he also gets <laughs> equally as emotional. <laughs> I, I would love it if Billy Joel's like, hey, Billy Joel's like Hideo Hideo? Metal Gear <laughs> fucking solid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a post show to do. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.